Hello and welcome to The Don Father, a mediocre podcast about a mediocre football club. My name is Nick and I'm your host for this evening or afternoon whenever you're listening. And who's with me tonight? It's me. Uh, just, just you and I once again. Only uh, on the wins do the others jump on. Although yeah, I jumped well, on last week with a loss, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, I, was, I had a song come to mind uh, in my head. Just the two of us, you and uh... that's right. That's right. <laughs> so they call him Mini Me. Mini but, Me. But uh, yeah, no, it's another somber uh, recording of this episode, which is the Sunday after the game. So I'm sure there's some news that will still come out during the week in which there will be listening. I think last week, as, as soon as we hit play on the on the podcast it was something that the, the, the nick martin news came out about COVID. it, was like, oh, it did it did yeah. Nick martin and, came out and um the week before harry jones news came out as soon as yeah we, uh, as soon as we recorded exactly right so uh you can't win them all as they say um but at least we, we got the news early nothing well that's it uh, and uh we're here but uh, anyway i've this has been 90 seconds of baffle uh, you join Matt. It's me here again. You're, you're not the co-host. Uh, second, maybe second in command. We'll go with that. But uh, oh, you can be my co-host. There's no rules here. I feel like it's wrong if there's only two of us in the room. Like you know, there's a host and then the, the perhaps resident guest. Maybe we'll say that. Yeah, let's. Um, but uh, yeah, and, uh, look, I've actually got some interesting things to talk about tonight, so I'm looking forward to it. But uh, no, very disappointing on the weekend. Cool. Every way you look at it, it, it just stinks. It um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But I do look forward to getting into the nitty-gritty of this one because uh, it might not be all doom and gloom. Mm. Despite, despite the news we got today, Merritt out for eight weeks. Sheila eight obviously weeks, gone. Eight weeks, um, uh, Essendon is 12 to 15. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, who knows what happened with Cox. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. going to be very yeah. interesting. Yeah. But uh, we do, it was interesting yesterday. We got, um, Kai actually came to his first game for, for the listeners. That's my three-year-old nephew. And uh, Son of Janella. Yes. Boy, oh boy, did he have a day out. Uh, he, uh, he got to have a look around Marvel Stadium, which has really improved in the time since we've been there. A lot more stuff to look at on the walls. Um, he loved getting his photo with Hulk and Hulkbuster and um, Spider-Man. He had a great time there. Um, and then, as all toddlers do, he was definitely more interested in the clock than he was in the game. Apart from the fact that he wanted to run out onto the ground and didn't understand why he couldn't go onto the ground. <laughs> the other people were there. Uh, to be that young and... Uh... I don't even care for it, but just, uh, um, well, what's the, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of out of words uh, today. Just Highlight just... of the day was when, uh, for those who haven't been to Marvel Stadium this season for an Essendon home game, uh, before Essendon run out, they turn off all the lights and put on this, you know, bit of light show and stuff going on. And Kai was like, what's going on? And he was so frightened. He's like, what happened to the lights? Where is everything? And um, all the cheering and the noise and then, you knew he was okay when he started hoeing into that ice cream again. So um, <laughs> it was it was quite funny uh, to see someone experience. He really experienced footy for the first time through someone else's eyes. It was quite funny. Um, mm-hmm. Well, he he probably won't even remember it. And, and no, nah, he probably you know, won't. Perhaps, perhaps he uh, 
Yeah, but anyway, this isn't the uh, this isn't the Kai show, the Kai review. This is uh, this is the Don Father. We get into new gritty about us and yeah, and yeah. Uh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Should we take a quick break and then when we come back, we'll uh, we'll jump into the review of the game with our likes and dislikes. What do you reckon? Sounds good. Maddie, another day, another disappointing performance. It's looking like another mediocre year. How did you see yesterday's game? Well, um, I have to put another uh, disclaimer on this. I, uh, for the first half of the game, I was uh, radio slash uh, footy, uh, sorry, TV, uh, Fox Footy, whatever it is, KF Sports. And then I managed to get there about ooh, midway through the third quarter. Um, so I did miss it a little bit and, and, and didn't see the full ground perspective. But look, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll go likes and dislikes, but uh, I, I might just go on a bit of a tangent here. Please. I was very, very proud uh, that we were able to respond from last week. And, and, you know, the way we came out of the gates... As I said, I wasn't at the grounds only on the radio, so I don't know if if this Brisbane was shit uh, or if we were really good. Probably a combination of the both of of both. I'll, I'll tell you what, we brought the heat, and Brisbane were fumbly early. They couldn't handle it. So we, yeah. the first quarter was really good, um, and in fact, Peter Wright was marking everything. We had a really really solid first quarter. I'm okay. I'm I'm making no. Uh, no claims about that. It was a very good first quarter. How good was that to see Peter Wright having... Uh, he was on track for perhaps one of the all-time performances uh, and Joe Danaher hadn't touched it to quarter time. Yeah, it, it really looked like... And, and then Peter Wright kicked one in the second, midway through the second. Very clutch, yeah. Kicked a clutch and, one, I think. Um, and it looked like, oh, Peter Wright's going to have a big day like he did against the Bulldogs. And then... I don't know what happened. He must have gone into the rooms because I didn't see him again for the rest of the day. Look, I actually think Brisbane, um, or two fault, uh, uh, and we'll get into this, our entry into forward 50 was pretty poor. Uh, and on the other side of that, um, yeah, I think Brisbane, uh, they, they every time, uh, we're, we're, sorry, when I actually got to the game, they were sitting Oscar. Every time we looked to go inside forward 50, uh, Oscar McInerney just sat right in front of him and, uh, it's pretty hard to take a mark over Harris Andrews, um, let alone Harris Andrews and uh, a, a big ruckman in Oscar McInerney. So uh, I actually don't think it was his fault. Um, and, and when our forward line wasn't diversified enough that uh, to draw enough attention away from him, uh, even the best forwards are going to struggle in, in those conditions. So um, They will, unless you're playing Essendon, who plays with two tall forwards and Jordan Ridley to intercept, and they don't seem to have any trouble against us. Um, but, no, no, I'm, um, I'm being facetious. Um, yeah, I think, and this is, this is one of my really big dislikes, is we started really well, and Brisbane adjusted, and after quarter time, they absolutely smashed us. Um, they... They were able to get their coaching right and they clawed their way back in by the end of the second quarter and we never looked like getting back into the game from that point. See, this is where the, the age-old saying of bad kicking equals bad football. I, I, I do recall 
there were multiple times in that second quarter where we just, uh, I think Perkins had one, you know, missed one in in front. Um, uh, granted, not a set shot, but had time and space, and, and, and you probably want to be kicking those. I believe Cox missed a, a pretty easy set shot. Uh, was it Francis as well? And maybe even Peter Wright, uh, who missed set shots that at Eddie had no you know, no wind or anything like that. You'd, as a professional footballer being paid uh, over half a million dollars uh, to play the game, you'd want to be kicking. Uh, and and, and really, I, I think, you know, honestly, you, you put three or four of those away and it's a, it's a totally different game. Well, the thing is, uh, we missed five in the first quarter and mm. to half time, we had as many behinds as they had scoring shots. So... But the bigger issue is is not that. The bigger issue is we conceded six goals and six goals in the second and third quarter. Brisbane very clearly adjusted and were able to get good shots at goal and take their chances where we were not. We worked incredibly hard to get the ball forward and either the entry was poor or the shot was poor or we got a good look at it and we didn't finish it. Yeah, and I, I actually think... The, the, I mean, we, we scored... We had 25 scoring shots to 22 and managed to lose by 22 points. So for me, uh, no question of this conversion is absolutely the biggest issue at play there. And in my opinion, we we did enough to win against a top, you know, presumably a top four side. We we put up enough shots to to beat them. We put up more than them. Uh, what we failed to do was convert uh, and. That's going to, against any side, that's going to hurt you, right? Mm. Uh, particularly when they're very, very gettable, you know, very gettable goals. So, And we should have um, been six goals up at quarter time, given the amount of shots on target we had. We should have put away at least two more. Um, we should have been, sorry, we should have been five goals up. Um, we absolutely pants them. And then that becomes a much different headspace going into the second quarter, being five goals up instead of being three goals up. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you know it's a it's a differential, right? Like you know they kick six goals to nothing or one or two in the, in the first and second, uh, second and third quarters. Uh, if that margin's more like a, a you know six goal to five or six goal to four, uh, even six goal to three, like you know Brisbane are always going to have their run. They're always going to come. Um, but if if us as a team, you know, we're not going to convert, not going to take our chances. Mm-hmm. Um, teams like that are going to make you pay, and they did. Um, but. Uh, what was pleasing to me, I don't think structurally we were beaten in the sense that, in the way we were against Geelong, where we were totally dismantled. Um, the statistics, apart from maybe around the stoppages, uh, the stats would show to me that, no, it was actually pretty, apart from this scoreline, uh, and, and you know, apart from the fact they were just able to put the ball through the big sticks and we put them off to the side, which is obviously a big part of the game, but everything in between that, um, uh, it, it may be not as as far as 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 different as as you might think. No, stoppage clearances we got smashed. I said that. Yeah, I said yeah. I said around the stoppage. Yeah. Yeah, and that that really hurt us because Brisbane would stream away with it from the stoppages, creating and put our defence under pressure. Um, and we just so here's a dislike for you. We started our preseason earlier than anyone else, and it's two games that I've seen where we look lethargic, unfit, and 
not explosive. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't. That is not the sense I got mm. uh, at, at all. Um, that that yeah, was lot. certainly how I felt about our performance in, in a lot of in a lot of instances. Summed up beautifully by James Stewart' lack of intensity to smother a ball that he could have gotten to had he run a little bit faster. He was not chasing that ball hard. That I don't even know who who kicked it out. Maybe McCluggage or something. Um, oh yeah, now, look. Totally unacceptable. Um, yeah, I, I would hope Jimmy Stewart <laughs> is watching that in review and going, what the f- was I thinking or, or lack of thinking? But, um, yeah, I, 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 that was, I mean, that happened right in front of us and it still baffles me as to why you don't really get over and, and assure that ball gets over the line and or, um, I'm honestly unsure of the, the ruling right now if you, you are inclined to actually keep it in rather than uh, tap it over the line. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, the way he... Pro- I, I just don't understand why he would have done that. Um, unless I don't get come, how he did it. I, I, I just... Uh, if, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, that, that one... Oh, I think any Essendon... <laughs> Supporter was 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 steaming, had steam coming in their ears after that one. Um, yeah, really poor, really poor. Yeah, but uh, on the uh, on the flip side of, of all of this, look back to when we uh, granted we played them at the Gabba last year. Uh, we played this side uh, in twelve months ago and got beaten by what ten goals, fifteen goals, somewhere somewhere in there. Mm. Um, we're now within a point where we've managed to put up more scoring shots than them. And, and you know, I'm clutching, I'm not forgoing the fact that we didn't win the game. We didn't. And, and, and um, you know, we want to be winning those games. But the difference between, uh, sorry, the, the, the progress we've actually made there in 12 months from being miles off to being a matter of taking our chances. It's encouraging, um, despite the you know the the hurt of the lot and, and, and you know the fact that we, in my mind, actually did enough to win that game. Um, I just wonder whether, as fans, we have put far too high of an not far too high, but perhaps higher of an expectation uh, than what we are actually capable of. No, I I look that could be part of it. But I think the issue is that we got absolutely pantsed last week. Like, we legitimately didn't show up to round one of the season and then have come out with a... It's not a terrible loss. It, you know, against the top four side, you probably take a, a four-goal loss, right? But the fact is, it's coming after a performance where we got absolutely smashed off the park. Like, we might as well have started our season in round two. Because it was just a waste of time, that game. Um, and we've continued to accumulate injuries. So it's not... This this game in isolation is actually not that terrible. But when you put that on top of the performance against Geelong, the amount of injuries that we've had, and the hyperbole coming out of the club over pre-season, and the video they released saying that our we're preparing for grand final day from today, well, mate, we're a long way from making the finals, let alone grand final day. 
And I think it's that culmination of these two weeks of performance that have really hurt a lot of the fans. Mm. Yeah, I, I um, just going back to the video's release, I <laughs> I thought it was in really, and I'm glad I remember it now because it's something I wanted to bring up on this platform. I was a little bit unimpressed. Um, obviously, Darcy and, and Andrew McGrath um, had started that podcast. Um, they had Dylan Sheil on on the week, and they began to talk about. Uh, I think Sheil, prior to round one, his Tesla uh, had actually shot itself, and um, yep. you know he got had to pull over, and his car wouldn't start. And which, to be fair, is an absolute nightmare on on game day. But I just thought, gee, that's frustrating uh, to have. You know, to come onto your pocket a week after you've just been smashed and, and you've let a lot of the fans really just feel let down. Um, to come on and, and talk about, you know, the Tesla's breaking down and the Mercedes of uh, Das and um, McGrath breaking down, I just thought it was a bit distasteful. Um, mm. <laughs> perhaps I'm just jealous of the fact they're driving those cars and I'm not. Um, but I, I just thought, what it's just not a great optic on for fans it's interesting because it's a different market right that podcast that they're going for is obviously not the highbrow content that we're creating it's it's to give you an insight into the players and who they are as people and those sorts of things um and it it's not a they're not analyzing the game there it's more about getting to know them as people right Mm. um but i agree with you talking about um car issues and that sort of thing and kind of laughing off being late to the game and those sorts of things. I can see how you feel that way, that it could be a little bit on the on the nose, if you know what I mean. Yeah, more so the timing of it. I, yeah. I think, you know, if that thing, if it came out in, you know, nine months' time, the season was done, um, you know, that's probably okay, whatever. But but to do it the week after and, and you know, I, I actually, given how dismal the performance was, I, I would have preferred, look, maybe perhaps I'm overreacting and just too passionate, but I, I maybe would have preferred they go, no, nah, look, we're not we're not putting it to air this week. You know, we, we've got a job to, to refocus on and, you know, once we actually string along a decent performance on field, which is what we're employed to do, you know, then we'll get back to the podcast. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going over the mark there, but... Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's just frustrating, you know, to, to just to hear that, you know. Okay. Well, especially when I listened to that that pod as well, um, especially when the fans were really angry at the performance, right? To use that platform, any platform, any communication coming out of the club to sort of, and they did acknowledge it at the beginning, but to not really hone into that and and take that opportunity to talk about, hey, this is what we're working on, this is why we know it's un- unacceptable, that sort of thing, um, is, yeah, it might have been a, a better approach. But um, I, I disagree with you in that. I think it's a different... It's, a, it's not that platform. It, it's designed for us to get to know, get inside the players, have a bit of a laugh at some funny stories and, and move from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just um, and in fairness, I didn't listen to the whole. I only they they put that snippet up on the on the page. Um, I I just felt the the timing of it. You know what I mean? Like so many fans yeah. who give up 
you know, I, I think I saw a Twitter Twitter post. Um, some lady she was saying, um, or it might have been in the the SNN supporter group. You know, her family had gone through some financial difficulty, um, yeah. and you know they had to give up their membership. And their club obviously, you know, running back and said, "Hey, here's a here's a freebie, you know, family flexi, whatever it is." Yeah. Um, you know, she's really grateful for that. But I thought, you know, there, there are so many fans out there who pay their membership, who you know, average people don't earn the amount of dollars that um, you know our players get to to play the game. And I'm not knocking them for that. You know, I, I think you play in that industry, you you deserve you know whatever you you're able to negotiate for, um, and etc. It's not a Got a plot on that, but you know, to let down all those fans who give so much uh, relatively to what they, you know, they can perhaps afford, or, or you know, just such a big part of their life is is supporting and following Essendon, and then after a dismal performance like that, coming on and, and talking about uh, Mercedes and and Teslas and 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 you know, breaking down before the game, I just thought it was a bit distasteful. Perhaps I'm just spiteful at the loss and <laughs> yeah. was a bit just upset. But I don't know. I just would have handled that one a little bit differently. But I, I might be – there's every chance I'm clutching at, at straws there. But maybe yeah, that's perhaps one to handle later in the year. But, Dylan um, Shield's a good media performer. And, and he can actually talk about quite a uh, – you know, he, he goes on SEN quite a bit. And he, he actually um, gives some interesting insight into his – uh, and he's quite funny into his um, routines and how he goes about it. Yeah, so you, they could have picked a different topic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is. I thought it was a funny story, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I can see your point. I can see how you think it's a little bit could have timed it a little bit better. Yeah, I was I probably maybe the, the timing around it, mm. uh, but I think I think that's uh, probably off the mark of of the Brisbane game and <laughs> gone mm. a bit of a tangent there. But uh, what what did you yeah. think of? Uh, the package, Jake Stringer. Again, I sort of, because um, I was you know, in, in transit, um, uh, I, thought, I thought he, from what I could understand, started pretty well and had a bit of an impact and then just, just faded. Um, they, were, they were very clearly managing his minutes. He's not fit. He's not fit, which, um, look, I understand he's coming off a groin injury. It, like, I, I get it. Um, but I don't think... It must have been much, much worse than they expect than than they were letting on for him to do sort of the majority of preseason and then miss the last three weeks of training and look like he's really short of a gallop. Like I felt like he would come on for five minutes, then they'd rest him for ten. Then he'd come on for five, then they'd rest him for ten. Is there a, mm. can we get time on ground? Is that um, where do I we think get... yeah, there there is that on, on AFL.com.au. Time on ground percentage, eighty percent. So he's on the ground for eighty percent of the he time. He probably played more forward than mid, I would say. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously last year probably had him play more mid. Um, but I, I think that's also standard procedure, right? Because um, if he was going to come through the VFL, because uh, you know, like he, part of your rehab is is managing minutes, right? Like you, mm. you come off soft tissue, do all the running, training. Okay, now we're going to get through a game, and you, you know, typically you'll play half in the VFL or. Yeah, you know, three quarters and, and whatever you're gonna. But with someone uh, with the importance of Jake Stringer, um, you know, it's a little bit different story. If we're gonna play him in the VFL, we may as well play him a little bit more forward in the AFL side, and hopefully he can you know get off the chain. Uh, get, and also, given the fact we don't have um, much options, uh, sorry, many options there. So he just lacked, and 
it'll come. It's just going to yeah, take yeah, yeah. five weeks. Yeah. And, and he didn't play badly. It just, he didn't have the power that he normally has. You know, it wasn't explosive. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He normally yeah. is, so... Um, I'm not surprised at that. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, he's he's probably going to take a couple of weeks. Mm, which is, yeah. yeah, it's concerning. It's it's concerning. Um, I'll give you a like. Not that I have many, if any. Jake Kelly. Fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he had yeah. a really good game. He's a really good pickup for us. Um, and really, Charlie Cameron, I think he got two, didn't he? But one of those was... An absolute gimme. Um, he he grabbed Kelly and threw him to the ground. I don't know how that wasn't a free kick um, for Jake Kelly, but yeah. Normally, in years gone past, someone like Charlie Cameron has absolutely gotten off the chain and destroyed us. And to hold him to, for me, he held him to one goal. Yeah, and, and even I, th- I think that goal he did kick. You know, he really had to work hard for that. It was, mm. you know. Um, he wasn't going to get him easy, so uh, no full full credit to Kelly. He was he was fantastic, um, and yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Um, pro- and, you know, on the stat sheet, you're not going to get for what he did. Um, you're not going to get recognised for it on the on the stat sheet, but uh, you know, we, we saw it as fans, and yeah, hundred percent the coaches saw it as well. So no, he he was um, paramount. Yeah, he was very important. Mm. Mm. Uh, so Devin Smith is an interesting one. He had four touches. Yeah. Um... And let's let's see his tackle numbers because I don't think they were great. Oh, here they are. Zero. So um, that's a concern. I mean, you can have a bad day, right? But he he was a big name recruit for us and has not been the same since his first year and that knee injury. Yeah, well, the thing in that first year when he won the uh, Crichton Medal, um, he played on ball for us. So I wonder what happens now with uh, Shield down, Merritt down. Uh, is he going to get back to a, a role like that? Um, the thing, you know, he left GWS um, because he wanted more midfield minutes, right? Mm. Um, and uh, to his uh, poor fortune, you know, he was sort of pushed out of that. Midfield rotation. I just don't think he's a. He's just not a forward flanker. Like I think he's an out and out on ball. So perhaps there's an opportunity for him to sort of reignite. Um, and <laughs> if there is, we're going to need it. Um, yeah. But I, I, I question whether he's he's actually a forward type. Mm. Well, we need his pressure, and we're not getting it. Mm. Yeah, he's not. The thing that really got him going was his crazy tackling in that year. Yeah. He would tackle like a madman. And I haven't seen that since, to be honest. Yeah. 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 I you can only wonder what, what what goes on in the knee department there. But no, he was uh yeah, not not a great day for Dev. Mm. Um interested to see what happens because I, I I don't know. I don't Necessarily see that he's not in our best twenty-two when up and about, um, and I don't think we have much better options coming up from VFL level. And, and that reminds me to talk about the Tex Wanganeen debacle. Mm, um, yeah, tell, tell me, tell me your opinion on this. Poor, poor from the club. I, I think if you're going to debut someone, 
let them have an actual debut. Um, yep. I've, I've said it. That would be the absolute worst spot in football. Would to be yep. would 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 be that sub, uh, mm-hmm. unless you were like a veteran uh, who was you know perhaps not hanging on for their career, but knew that you were coming to the end and had played your games and, and knew that you know your role you were just going to come on for maybe a half or whatever and have a bit of impact. But um, yeah, they, they, I, I think what a what a disaster. Mm. Um, obviously, yeah. You, you give guys like Martin Baldwin, uh, you'd assume Hobbs will get the same fair fair, you know, of the during the week and you know being able to lead up to the game and 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 all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I would hope that you do for any you know for any first game. I think that should something frowned upon would would be to give them the vest. I, I would have thought you you just let them play. It's their first game, family so there. Let- who were who are the emergencies? Because obviously Shield went out on Friday, um, and that got Ham in. So Ham would have been the emergency slash sub, right? So Shield went out. Um, it was a funny one with their name because they said that Tom Cutler was. If if I've got it right, they said that Tom Cutler was the medical sub, but was named on the bench. So uh, I, I believe the emergencies were Ham with Shield in the side. The emergencies were Ham. Uh, Wanganine, Wanganine, and Zerk Thatcher. I think. Okay, okay. So, look. After watching yesterday's game, Wanganine should have been in for Ham. He would have. Mm. We didn't get anything out of Ham that we wouldn't have gotten out of Wanganine. No way. Yeah, well, I you know if we wanted to play more of a forward role, I, I don't understand why Ham comes in. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I, I just he he's not a forward. Uh, he, he, I I don't envision him being there. And quite frankly, I'm, I was big on Braden Ham as a youngster, and I, you know, this time last year he really started the year well. But I'm slowly losing the faith that he's actually up to AFL standard at the moment. If, if he perhaps he's perhaps better suited to to pure wing. And maybe gets that chance now with Cox out. Who knows? Mm. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the issue, isn't it? That um, we've got no forward line. Um, look, I think I think Aaron Francis didn't have a great day. But as I've said previously on the podcast, there were flashes yesterday of him jumping at packs and, and busting, you know, really showing quite a lot of class and athleticism and power. I'm happy to persist with him and just give him like Peter Wright got last year, just saying to him, you are playing the next 10, 12 games, whatever the position is yours. Don't worry about getting dropped, just play. Um, and I think we will see him come good. Um, I've seen enough flashes and the, the problem for him now is that he's had very interrupted run, but he's, really been given this position and I think they should show him some faith and I think that's how we're going to see the best out of him. Yep, I agree. He has to be given multiple weeks. Um, like you said, with Baldwin, it doesn't hurt him to have a year in the VFL ticket coming off to knee reconstructions and not, not a lot of footy. So, mm-hmm. um, nah, get, yeah, no, I agree with you. Pardon me, give him a good run. Uh, let him settle in. Let him, you know, feel the team out. Now, if I level out, uh, in terms of, because this is really the first time he's played forward. So, uh, apart from the the back end of last year, so yeah, no, I I agree. 
He, and look, if it. he kicks those two goals, it's he's had a, a good day. Yeah, yeah, and and like yeah, I, I like the fact he's 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 despite he's a little bit smaller, he has got some presence there. He was crashing packs. He will go for a mark, and uh, every now and again, he'll probably hang on to a few more than he drops. So, and he, um, he's got a bit of. He's got a bit of movement about him when the ball hits the deck or when he's got it in his hand. He's actually quick um, and he's explosive. He, mm. He's a bit Jake Stringer-like, if that makes sense. Um, he's not yeah. a big lumbering forward and I like that about him. Um, and I like that. He he would absolutely be a perfect third forward um, because he can play tall and small. Um, yeah, I, quite, I, I think he's worth persisting with. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um... Yeah, uh, there's no more to really put on that one. I, I, I agree. Um, Jimmy Stewart, I, I want to know your thoughts. Do is it worth gonna, playing him anymore? Well, I think yeah. he's been. A, I, apart from that absolutely disgraceful effort, I think he's been okay in both games. Um, but okay, well, we look at where our list is at, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and is perhaps going into this year. I think we may have over-expected what we were actually capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can make sense to maybe start with, with Jimmy Stewart. Um, but now perhaps we're not as good as what we may have thought we were. doesn't make more sense to say, okay, Zerk, You've got you got the next ten games, mate, or you got you know you, you've you've got a fair chunk here. We we want to see if you're up to it. Don't worry about getting dropped. Um, we, we we're going to give you some games. Well, let me throw this at you. Why don't we bring Zerk in and throw Stewart forward, playing the same role that Hooker played last year? James Stewart is a very capable forward, mm. and he's got good hands. It's not a yeah. Just trying to think how that dynamic works. I I think we did find out last year that playing three tools doesn't really work in terms of a right hooker and a, and a Francis or something. But like both that. both Stewart and Francis are way more mobile than Hooker ever was. True. Uh, last year. So yeah, in comparison to Hooker, they're more mobile, but absolutely more mobile. Francis not... certainly. Yeah, um, but I, I'm not certain Jimmy Stewart is. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, perhaps it does. You know, it does make a bit of sense to do that now, while the chips are down and we don't have many forward options and seem to be quite bolstered down back. Look, I think um, if Reed was fit, it's a no-brainer. You play Reed mm. instead. Yeah, yeah, but he's obviously coming off some uh, injury woes. I mean, Zerk's been toiling away uh, for quite a while. And, and Zerk's a big boy. Yeah, um, but I, mm, there was only... Uh, I'm just trying to think last year. I think you know there, there was one or two games where he perhaps got found out, but that that's something that's also part of your development. So, uh, it's yeah, it's perhaps a chance, and it doesn't mean Peter Stewart can maybe play... Oh, sorry, Peter Wright can maybe play a bit more full-time forward, but that's not the case because Jimmy can't really rock. But 
And I don't know if Wright necessarily takes a... I think their first defender still goes to Wright, so I don't know if it solves as many problems as, as what we might think. But um, it's an interesting one. I, I wonder if what if that does cross Truck's mind. Mm. So let's uh, talk Lockie Neal. Another good point, yeah. <laughs> Hang 41, on. 41 disposals. Just making a call. Hang on. Just give me a sec. Hey, Dill. How you going, mate? Yes, is Dill Clark on the line? <laughs> yeah, you, what, what are you doing? Where, where are you playing footy this year, mate? Oh, you you want you want to spot it, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible. That was actually, that was the worst gag of all time. <laughs> um, I butchered that if ever I've said a butcher, but um, geez, it would have that. That is exactly what I mean. He's the kind of guy we could use. Uh, uh, how many times does a opposition gun midfielder have to get off the chain consistently for us? Mm. How many? How many Petrarch? How many you reckon Clayton and, and Petrarca have this week? I mean, we'll get to that in, in the next segment. Uh, I think that will break the record for disposals <laughs> of all time. Yeah, well, you've got no one. There's, there's... Who actually played? Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, but he but, uh... he absolutely, after quarter time, tore us apart. He, yeah, yeah. And Rutten addressed it in his presser and he said, look, we wanted to keep playing our way and keep going forward and, and that sort of thing. Um, but and th- and this is a point I want to bring up. We played a really good quarter, and Brisbane adjusted and worked their way back into the game and overran us, and we never looked likely from quarter time onwards. We have Rutten in the box, Carousel in the box, Gian Syracuse in the box. The box is filled with people that are wanted across the league for their nous, and we. Two weeks in a row, can't seem to adjust to what the other team is doing. It's very concerning and it's very Worsfold-esque. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just, just trying to think this one through. Um, it's it's very stubborn, right? It's very much like it's a very, you know, we want to we've practiced to play this way. We're going to continue to play this way and... Um, in, in fairness, you know, if you don't, you know, you've done so much work in terms of how we want to play uh, and then when you get to an actual game and you go, okay, we're going to play a totally different way and we're not going to play like that, mm. um, it does forego you the opportunity to develop the way you want to play. But having said that, if it doesn't work and you're getting beaten, you have to change the way you play. So it, well, it, I, I agree This is you. what I don't understand. Surely, surely in the week leading up to the game, they say, this is our game style. This is Brisbane's game style. This is what we're adapting. These are the tweaks we're making to beat Brisbane's game style. I'm not saying take your game style and throw it away. What mm, I'm saying no, is yeah. have plan A, plan B, plan C. Like, you have a week to watch the film and work out what the other team's doing and work out what your strengths and weaknesses are versus them and how you can exploit them. Like, surely they've done this. Why can't they make adjustments on game day? No, I, I, I agree with you. Um, 
yeah, we, we seem to be so stuck in a in a way of no, we want to play this way and 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 continue to do what we want to do. It's almost like I think it's you know almost like a not a yeah a mental thing like mindset thing like no, the best sides stick to the the way they want to play. But um, one thing that the best sides do as well is they figure out how the other team wants to play and then adjust their game on that, you know, to create mm-hmm. turnover, get the game on their terms and uh, blah, blah, blah. That's why it's the reason why the All Blacks, for example, uh, they, you know, for most of the time, the teams that verse them are, are in the game at halftime and then after halftime get whacked <laughs> because mm-hmm. by halftime they've figured them out and, and they've adjusted, stopped them, and now the game's back on their terms. So, um I, I don't what, – what's probably more concerning is I don't know who goes in there to be a sort of defensive mid-stopper. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really not sure who does it, um, do, especially now with Merritt out. Uh, and we're going to need Hobbs to come in and play at AFL level. Uh, and by all reports, he, he didn't set the – I think he had 19 at VFL level. So he may not even be ready. And, we, mm-hmm. you know, we've piped this kid up bigger than Ben-Hur and he, he may well, not actually be – You'd hope Shield would come back in. Was it if just he, a one-weeker? Well, if he was doing a test on Friday to play, you'd hope that Shield would come in. Okay, so... Okay, well, well that, that helps. Um, but still doesn't answer the question, you know, who, who no, goes and plays. Shield's not going to do a lockdown job, no way. No, and, and you probably don't want him to. Um, but who who does it? I, I, I genuinely don't know. This, um, no, this is more a general question. I'm, I'm not talking about specifically, you know, Lockie Neal and, and tagging a... a a diff, well, you know, an attacking midfielder, right? Because we've used Langford in that role last year. Look, I think, honestly, I think Mason Redmond could do the job, but that's, you know, that's a different story. Um, but just a general question as to, like, why why can't we adapt? Why can't we work it out? And it could be a maturity thing. It could be a different stage of our development, right? It might be that we need to really ingrain the way we want to play first, and then next year with another preseason, um you know, we're, we're able to adapt a little bit better. But I, I think that's a bit naive. I think that's a bit immature. Mm, I, I agree. Footballers, they should be able to adapt. I, I, the coaching I, panel should be able to adapt. Yeah, I actually think it's more of a coaching directive that uh, coaching-wise, we, we fail to adapt mm-hmm. um, in, in the box. So, um, And I actually think McGrath could be a very good defensive mid. He's, he's great. In defence, we've seen it early in his career. I, I think he could be a, a decent stopgap in the middle of a game. Throw McGrath on them. Yeah, ma- yeah, maybe. Um, it's different defending a forward versus being a defensive mid. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm really at, at a loss for that one as to, to who does it. Um, it oh, we don't know if Martin comes back in either, but... Um, I, I think that's a very de- defend, defending in the middle of the ground and it shows on our stoppage clearances as well as to why, you know, sorry, the fact that uh, we, we, we get smashed from time to time. Um, not from time, we've literally been smashed. Twice. Well, we got smashed all across the board last week and now a particular area of the, of the midfield equation, we got smashed in, in, in stoppage clearances. Um but I'd, I just don't know how that gets solved personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's it's pretty much been a theme of the last two years and and beyond that under under Wusha, that opposition mids their their best midfielder just always week in week out has a day out against us. Mm. Danger happened to you know Dangerfield had a day out last week. Neil had a day out this week. Um, I think Petrarca and Oliver are going to have a day out this week. Yeah. Um, you, you go back as far as you want, you know. Mm. doesn't matter. It's like death, taxes, and Essendon mediocrity. is. You put it in the same category. Opposition gun midfielders just go to town against us. Mm. And perhaps, I mean, maybe that's the... Uh, I really wonder now if the, the list management team might be going, ooh, we might have made a blue by letting go of a, a Dill Clark who could have been that defensive-minded midfielder that we mm. perhaps like. But he wouldn't have played yesterday. No, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have been but, in the team. But we're also looking forward and we go, ooh, hang on, there, there's a problem here. Uh, and <laughs> we need to... And, and you know, granted as well, it doesn't help with Langford out of the side. Mm. Um, but there, there's an issue there in terms of Defending in the midfield, for mm. sure, mm. for sure. Yeah. But look, all in all, for me, very disappointing. Another very disappointing loss. Uh, the performance was better, but it really, they only had to turn up for it to be better than the week before. Let's let's be very honest. It was a very low bar to beat, um, but very disappointed with the loss. Very disappointed with the performance, and. Very disappointed with the aftermath of the game and the amount of injuries to very important people. Um, so why don't we take a little bit of a break, Maddie, and then when we come back, we'll have a chat about the next game. So, Matty, before the break, we were talking about our previous two weeks and the shellackings we've had. And boy, oh boy, are we in line for a big one this week. <laughs> yeah, look, I I was, uh, today I was, I was sort of fathoming what I was going to say tonight and I had it uh, lined up that this was going to be one of the, uh, the all-time stories, you know. We, we get beaten by a, a washed-up side in Geelong we uh, fall, despite, in my opinion, doing enough to win against a, a very solid Brisbane side. We lose uh, all hope lost. And then against the reigning premiers, we just knock them off. Uh, and I, uh, after getting the merit news today, uh, I've, I've lost hope. I've lost <laughs> I've, I had I, I I actually say I was probably more on the optimistic side of Essendon fans um, after the last two weeks, but that was a, that was kicking the guts. Uh, yeah. Merritt out. I, I I didn't even see it. Like I thought he played the game out. From... No, it was right at the end. Apparently, right oh, at the end. I mean, that, that um, just makes it even worse, doesn't it? Yeah. So let's see if twenty seven forty nine. You're kidding. Twenty six nineteen. Nick Cox. And is possibly out for the game. Twenty-seven forty-nine. Zach Merritt and is possibly out for the game. And the quarter went for thirty-three minutes. So in the last six minutes. Um. So junk time, red time. So, and Cindus Moses. Um. So they said six to eight, but 
I'm not confident. I'm not confident with our rehab group. We saw last year how long it took Caldwell to get back from his hamstring. We saw how long it took McGrath to get back from his syndesmosis. In, was that last year or the year before? Last year. Um, it was the year before. Oh, I, no, I did a bit of... I think it was near the year before, and then last year was syndesmosis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's, he's done till after halfway. I reckon my, my estimation... I mean, Walsh was back in three weeks, uh, but if they're saying six to eight... I think it's probably more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they typically don't heal all that well the syndesmosis, do they? Mm. No, yeah. they're they're a lot better at with with surgery. They heal better. Okay, all right. So they'll, the, uh, they'd be looking into that. But the fact that no, he's he's having surgery. They're, oh, they're he's locked in. Yeah, he's having yeah. surgery. Um. So, and then he's not going to be able to run on it, and then he's got to get fit again, and yeah, I we're not. Yeah, he, I think he's done. I think he's done for the year. Like, certainly of the quality that that he would be expecting. Um, so, with that comes an opportunity for someone else. Do we just chuck Hobbs in and let him play the next eight, ten weeks that merits out? Or, you know, how do we... Because if we look at if we look at our list, we don't have much to come in. Obviously, Shield comes in if he's fit. So, but they're very different players. So, the only other midfielder that we would either want to develop or would say could play a similar position on our entire list is Hobbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking at uh, the side from last week. Um, so uh, I guess the opportunity here, um, Dev Smith perhaps gets more of a midfield role and perhaps that this is the absolute optimistic uh, look at, right? Or outlook. Uh, Dev Smith probably gets more of a run on the ball. Maybe that brings uh, him back to what we know he's capable of. Um, Wanganeen, I would imagine. And, and there's probably a couple of other changes to make here. Look, Nick Martin, I think, comes in if he's fit. But he's not He's not Zach Merritt. He's not playing the same position. He's not going in the centre square. No, um, and with Martin as well, you know, he's had a week off being stuck in a in a room. I, I don't know what if if the, if you know he's actually uh, match. You know, I think we've all done the the seven day isolation. You don't necessarily come out uh, match fit and ready to go. Mm. But who knows? Maybe they got the the bike in there or something. I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, in terms of opportunity here, um, Braden Ham can maybe go back to his more natural position on the wing, where he actually performed okay uh, at the start of last year. Uh, for, mm-hmm. um, so it, you know, there's opportunity there. Uh, I also look at a guy maybe a, a Mac Welfie. Does he move into a midfield? Well, maybe that is our defensive mid um, answer. There is Mac Welfie, and, and you play a Wanganeen. Uh, up forward and, and let him develop. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dev Smith roll through there. Dylan Shield probably comes back in too. Um, there are so there are some options at selection. Are they <laughs> are they great? No. Uh, in in terms of, uh, we, you know, we've really got a guy waiting in the in the in the twos. Um, the only other one's Snelling if he's fit. But he's not playing Zach Merritt's position. He's playing yeah. by half forward. Yeah, I, I, from what I understand, he's still a week or two away. Yeah. Um, and then when I, 
who knows how far tip is off. So, mm. <sighs> yeah, it's a hard one. In two weeks, our three weeks, our injury list has exploded. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, two two of those are you know they're pretty unlucky with Cox and, and Merritt. Cox, um, Merritt, Langford. Uh, who else? Tipper is a long way off. Snelling. Snelling is a couple of weeks away. String is uh, probably underdone. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and in terms, you know, like a guy, I mean, we're seeing now how important guys like Snelling and Tipper are mm-hmm. for us. And, and obviously, you know, Langers goes without saying, and, and so does Merritt. So, um, interesting to see what they do with the selection table here. The we've only. Got, um, op- we've got Garrett McDonough, right? So maybe he comes into half back and pushes, we push McGrath into midfield more. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, although I, I thought McGrath actually played a fest in on the ball yesterday, if I'm not wrong. But, mm. yeah, look, we've certainly got options there. Um, interested to see what they do. Interested to see what they Yeah, yeah. Is it, I, I think Hobbs or Wang in one of them probably has to play. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they not, do because we've... we've Cox won't be right for this week. No. Um, so two people are coming in minimum. Um, and you would assume Wanganin, um comes in. You would think that Martin probably comes in even though he's been in ISO. Um, it's, yeah. I, I have no... Even the most optimistic side of me as an Essendon supporter, with, there's no way we can beat Melbourne. Not with the form that we're in, not with the team that we have. There is not a chance that our midfield will beat Petrarca and Oliver and um, Gorn. Plus, yeah, there's no chance. We, I don't think our forwards will see the ball all game. We'll be lucky to kick four goals. Well, I mean, and, that, and that's, a, I mean, that's the beauty of Melbourne defence as well. Uh, they got two guys who just control the, you know, it's a no-fly zone against Melbourne mm. um, with May and Lever there. So, yeah, it's a selection headache. Like I said, we do have options. Um, they're not obviously not ideal with, with guys out, but, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Um, the only yeah. way we win this game if is if someone has a game of epic tell your grandchildren about it performances, right? Like the only way we win this game if is if Sam Draper takes Gorn to the cleaners and it's the game of his career. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no there's no way that our system and that our players beat Melbourne on the weekend. It's just not happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I do recall a time in two thousand and nine uh we had Watson out we're playing Geelong. We've been yep. smacked by 100-plus points the week before. Yep. Uh, Watson was out. Someone else was out. Like, where the chips were down. Uh, and then we came on and, and beat the eventual uh, premiers. <laughs> so... Who hadn't lost a game for the year yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we do have the advantage of we've got nothing to lose. Don't you love being this kind of football club where we have the advantage of nothing to lose because we're shit? (laughs) No, I don't love being it. Um, I'm just saying it how it is at the moment. Um, 
But I, I mean, I've certainly played in sides where the chips are down, we've got injuries galore, we've got guys out, um, you know, kids are playing, we're going to need all guys who are sort of on the brink of having to play bigger roles. Um, funny, football's a funny game sometimes. Uh, and, and guys who are on the brink, once given a bit of responsibility uh, and sort of a, well, it can't really go much worse uh, attitude, that's when weird things can happen. So th- that is on our side. Um, <laughs> that's the only that's thing not that exactly I... great amounts of hope, is it? <laughs> that's not exactly. <laughs> this, is woeful. this This was terrible podcast material. And this is terrible for our prospects this week. We are in big, big trouble. Um, well, I, we've done it before. This is very essendant that when the chips are down, we come out of nowhere. Guys have the game of their life, and we we knock off a side that we shouldn't. <laughs> they We've they done it Melbourne so many times. Did you watch the Melbourne game? They only beat Gold Coast by two goals, but I would say that Gold Coast are better than us right now. Yeah, and Gold Coast at Metricon are uh, they're they're not they're not a walk in the park at Metricon, despite what people say. Um, mm. They they always play well at Metricon. So, um, well, I look at the timeline, and the Suns got on top early. And then Melbourne got ahead by the end of the first quarter and just matched Gold Coast. The whole, like, Gold Coast never got in front again. Mm. It's, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, and it's at the MCG, isn't it? Yeah, it's at the G. Mm. Well, it always is. Um, Fuck, Petrarca had 40. We're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a decent shake-up here. And I don't just think from the force changes, I genuinely, there's going to have to be some, yeah, we're going to sort out the defensive mid uh, problem. We're going to um, have to actually turn up and put in the performance of the season. Oh, yeah, that, that, that is exactly what it's going to take. Um, but like I said, this is, in, this is very essence. This has got the makes of a very, very... Which is very sad, uh, but there's much of you write them off, uh, which we all have. Uh, they could do some something unheard, not unheard of, but you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Just, just ridiculous. Just <laughs> someone going, where the hell has that been? Uh, and we're probably on here next week. Um, you know, half cut because. Uh, you know, we've been celebrating that that we're back. Well, we've got we've got Melbourne, and then we've got Adelaide, and then Frio, and on form, I would say we're going to be zero and five. Uh, we did enough to be uh, yeah. Like we said this, we said this so many times throughout the show. We did enough to beat Brisbane. So, despite the score that was on the board. Um, there were a lot of things that went right yesterday. Conversion was not one of them. Mm. Um, I will be interested to see where we are after this week and what sort of performance we put in with Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that should give... And, and then, you know, if we're getting beaten by Adelaide and Frio, then, you know, we're really, uh, we're really in trouble. Um, but... It, the the ship may not have been sunk yet. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's more to say about this upcoming game 
There um, really isn't. There's not much to analyze at all. Like we, there's gonna, there's gonna have to be a miracle for us to be any chance of winning. That's, yeah, that's the reality. Yeah, they yeah. they will smack. They are better than us in every single line. They, every player on their list is better than our players. They, yeah, we are, we're in big trouble. And if there's a miracle, we'll be wrapped next week. Uh, but there won't be a miracle. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, we we get defeated. Uh, in the midfield, their defence is far stronger than our forward line, uh, and their forward line's quite potent as well. I, I think our back six have actually been pretty good. Mm. Um, and, and against Geelong, right? Like, if you're not getting, if you're not defending up the ground, um, you know your backs are out in their feet. They're no chance. Uh, yeah. I actually thought they were pretty good yesterday. Um, again, more of a conversion issue, but um, yeah, it's it's. They, they, they might be pretty well matched there. Uh, the, the, so we do, what I'm saying is I don't think we have a div, an advantage no. with our back line. No. Um, Tom McDonald is going to kick 12. <laughs> uh, who, who goes to him? Stuart probably. Or Zerk. Well, who's going to go to Ben Brown? Now yeah, we're in trouble. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's the, the crux of Laverde, isn't it? That he's not, mm. it's not quite big enough. So... Mm. Uh, Oh, I mean, it might be Ridley one and um, Stewart the other, but mm. yeah, 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 that's, well, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so, we're, we're in big trouble, big trouble. Yeah. But anyway, we've been rambling on long enough, Matty. We have, okay. we have been. It's time to uh, to wind this one up. Thanks for uh, joining me this evening. Just the last one. Do you reckon uh, in the crowd, uh, one Adrian Dodoro just strolls over to one S. Wiedemann in the, uh, perhaps in the seating uh, arrangements? This is how are you, mate? I'm not sure why we didn't go after him last year. Uh, I think because we, f- we finished the year where we did and we were all hopeful and <laughs> Peter Wright's in and, and we had Jones and Francis and, and, and Baldwin coming through whenever and we're all thinking, uh, no, nah, we don't need him, we've got him. Um, but I, I don't know if any of those guys are actually, you know, first, your, your first forward, your actual main guys, I think. Mm. That's, that's something we lack. And, and that would actually uh, increase the potency of all those other guys. So, uh, yeah, it might be a bit of a, you know, hey, just come to the bar, my friend. Um, a bit of a where you text from Dodoro to S. Wiedemann. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it yeah, at all. I just wonder. But anyway, that's beside the point. Mm. Mm. Well, my friend, it's always a pleasure. Likewise. Likewise. Until next time, go Dons. Go Dons.